This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. <laughs> he feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Hope everyone's doing well today. Joining me, as always, we've got a special guest, uh, is Mill Fan TV, Kai. How you doing, mate? You right? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good, thank you. You joined me today, mate, after a 3-0 defeat in the fourth round of the FA Cup at home to Bristol City. Yeah, how do you sum that one up, Kai? I'm just going to come straight to you on it. Um, really gutted, to be honest. Um. Phil, I felt um, the FA Cup, I think everyone realises that it probably feels a little bit different this year without fans, but there's probably still, you still want to win the game. It's still that winning mentality about it, isn't it? And it's a good, it's a good chance to freshen the squad up and give the, give the, uh, the rotation and the fringe players a go. And, and we did, and, and, it, and it failed miserably, didn't it? 
massive backfire. I think that's it. Going into today's game, you know, we spoke about it yesterday on our Friday Night Live show that we put out. And we spoke about it during the week, really. I was expecting changes. I think there was eight in total uh, today, Kai. We lined up in a 4-2-3-1 formation with Frank Fielding in goal. Marlon Romeo over called to the squad at right back. Uh, left back was Shay Ferguson. Centre-half pairing of Jake Cooper and Alex Pearce. Midfield two was Ben Thompson and Ryan Leonard. Something personally I wanted to see, and I was curious to see how it would look today, which we'll get onto in a bit. And then it was a three behind the striker of Bradshaw, Parrott, and Mason Bennett with Kenta Hall leading the line. So, yeah, eight changes in, in total. No Jed Wallace in the squad whatsoever, obviously giving the game off similar to Bournemouth Wood by the looks of it. Um, yeah, you, it backfired, mate. I mean, I look through the, the team. I think for me, like, the game started quite well, I felt personally. I thought we was in it. I thought we was creating chances. But I think you could just see the kind of disjointedness a little bit with the amount of changes I think we made today, Kai. Yeah, definitely. And one thing you just touched on, Jeb Wallace not being in the squad today. And I think he's a massive, a massive um, loss when he's not in the squad. Actually, if I, I touched on that, I went I went to a training ground yesterday, as you know, and, and Jeb Wallace wasn't training. Um, so he wasn't there. So I, I hope that's not bad. I hope he's not injured or anything because him and Williams both weren't there and they both weren't in the squad today. So I just wonder whether that's, a, yeah, I wonder whether that's a, maybe they're both injured. I don't know. They, they Obviously, they both came off against Huddersfield, but Jed, 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 Jed walked off, didn't he? Didn't, didn't have any problems. So hopefully... That's nothing to hopefully just a rest, isn't it? Hopefully, but um, yeah, it was it it failed miserably that that eight changes. Um, obviously, Fergie is a, is very much a squad player. You've got um, you've got players like that, and you've got players. And as much as I love I love Ben Thompson, I love his work rate, but you know, you just feel like when he gets on the ball, he doesn't give as much quality as other players. But what he doesn't give with quality, he makes up through work rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bristol City side today, they were they were strong, they were physical, they were quick, and we just couldn't deal with it. They actually made six changes themselves today, Bristol City. So it was definitely, you know, we're talking about the FA Cup and how, you know, without fans, it's not the same. I think personally today, I have to admit, going into the game, I really wasn't fussed what the result would be today. As long as we saw performance that we could probably talk about and kind of, you know, at least kind of feel happy with that, if you know what I mean, Kai. I think, you know, but looking after, I mean, first half, I felt like it was there, but we'll get on to the second half in a minute. But I think I looked through the stats because I was a bit kind of unsure how the first half went. We actually had 10 shots on goal. Um, Bristol City had nine and uh, we had six on target with keep having to obviously save six times but if we talk through them chances I think the first one that sticks in the memory I think Mason Bennett has a little opportunity early doors he looks quite bright on the left hand side I think he's um, you know took a left foot shot and O'Leary's tipped it behind for a corner which we also had five of in the first half compared to Bristol City's three and we was knocking on the door. I remember seeing uh, Troy Parrott have an opportunity. Kenson Hall down the left-hand side was, um, you know, lively. And I think he, he showed glimpses of what he's about. But I think ultimately a lot of people are saying this, and I can see it myself. So Hall seems to kind of fade in and out of games. And maybe his work rate isn't quite there when you talk about Ben Thompson, for example. But of the opportunities we had today, I, I don't think there was any, you know, I look at them and I think the opportunities when they fell to the strikers, they didn't really take them, did they? I think, you know, yes, they got a shot on target, but... It didn't really test the keeper. I think he, you know, he made six saves without getting his kit dirty in the first half. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think going back to the point about Zahor, I, I I like Zahor. I think he's got really good potential with with us. Um, you know, maybe that work rate isn't there yet because he's not fully fit. Maybe I maybe he's only 80 percent fit, and therefore that will come when the games when when he gets more games under his belt. Uh, you could see you could see his class on the ball, but um, I think. Also, I think we just didn't get the ball into the box enough. We didn't we didn't utilise uh, Zahor and Parrot enough. And I think Parrot's been a really dis- real disappointment, hasn't he, recently? Um, you can see glimpses of a player there. And it's just, I think he just needs that first goal and he'll be he'll be away. But 
Um, I thought the the way we wanted to play today, we were clearly trying to play uh, passing football, and the pitch wasn't 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 right for that because the pitch was well. I don't know. I don't know who's been playing on it because they haven't played any games for two weeks, is it now, or three weeks there? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It wasn't up to. It wasn't like it was against Forest. So it must just be the, the heavy rain that we've had recently. But yeah, it was. It just we just didn't create enough chances. Well, we did, but we just didn't get get enough good chances and 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 you know chances that we we could score from. Where I'm going with this is, is I think like the clinicalness, clinicalness, I suppose that's a word, but you know, when the strikers are given these opportunities, they're not really, you know, I think this is a real kind of problem we've got. And obviously you look at the statistics of our season overall and, you know, you say we don't not consider a lot of goals. Today we conceded three, which is when we seem to lose big, we lose big, you know, Middlesbrough, Huddlesfield, now Bristol City today. I mean, I can write today off true to the changes. I can understand that, but not scoring when we've had them opportunities. I think it is a real big problem we've got at the moment where we're creating the chances today in this fact, but we still haven't scored them. And I think that underlines the lack of quality we have in front of goal. I think that's a real problem for us, Guy. Yeah, I think, and it's also, we, we're relying on the strikers too much because we don't have any midfielders that can score from, you know, Len- Leonard scores goals, but Leonard scores, he might score a banger every cut, every 10 games or 12 games, but you look back to a player like we had, George Savile, he, I think he scored 10 goals that season and them goals were, were crucial, weren't they? They were crucial to that, to that, that, we, that club where we got so close to the playoffs under Neil Harris and we just don't have that right now. We've, we've got the, we've probably got a better, if you look at the, if you look at the strike force we have now, you know, we had Grilly, Gregory and Morrison back then, we probably have a better strike force now if you look at the, the, the quality of the player, you know, individually, but they're just not working, the chemistry's not there between the two and they're not, uh, working together like Lee, Lee Gregory and Morrison, they had that that brilliant bond, and they and that that's why they did so well. We these players just don't quite have that at the moment. I think that's what maybe where the problem is. Do you think that maybe is there maybe a case of then should Rowett pick? You know, if he says he's going to play, I think he's going to stick with five at the back probably on Tuesday against Watford. But maybe he should say, or to himself at least, you know, this is the team I want. And then the, the, the front three just say on front two, stick with it between now and the rest of the season. If he's not going to sign anyone else. Stop chopping and changing it. Just decide on who your two or three key players are, and get yourself out of the scenario we're in at the moment. Maybe. Yeah, I think he needs to stick with with if he if he if he thinks Zahor and Parrott is the answer. I think Zahor Zahor is probably the first one that you have to go with. It's whether you go with Parrott, Bradshaw, uh, Bovarson, Smith, mm-hmm. well, what, what, whoever you're going to go with, you have to stick with them because they need to build up chemistry and, and get to know one another. Um, you'll probably find that they'll get to know one another just as the season's finishing, and they'll go back to their own class. Probably that's probably what happened, but. Um, you know, at least it will get us some goals. And, you know, I think people, I uh, think we're, you know, in an okay position. And the only thing that I feel uh, happy about is that that hasn't happened in the league today. You know, we haven't lost 3-0 in the league. And I think the defence we had we had out today, Romeo, um, uh, Pierce, Cooper, uh, Fergie, you know, there's Cooper and Romeo are probably the only two that, that would get, that could get into the side. Obviously, obviously Cooper starts week in, week out. Romeo hasn't been in the side because of McNamara. But I think you look at McNamara and you look at Romeo and today you see the difference in quality between the two. I think mm-hmm. Romeo, he's all today. I think he worked hard. He, you know, he showed real uh, desire to, to, to get back his place. But I think McNamara just has that that natural talent that maybe Romeo doesn't quite have. And, and he, has to, he has to make up with that with his work rate. I was a bit disappointed with Romeo, you're right to say. I was, I was also disappointed with Troy Parrott. I think we'll come to Parrott first because it's, it's on the top of my head at the moment. I think I, I had to figure somewhere, but, you know, he, he hasn't scored yet for Millwall. I think he's played in the 10s now of games, 15 maybe, I think I saw somewhere. And 
I, I just don't think it's going to work for him here. I, I'm not doubting his quality, Kai. I can see there's bits of him. His touch is sometimes good. Sometimes it deviates. Don't get me wrong. But you can see he's really keen to also make a go of it. And you're, you're talking about right away with some players. I don't doubt Parrot really wants to make this a go here. And obviously really impressed in his first loan spell. But he's playing number 10 today. And I think towards the end of the first half, he gives a free kick away on the edge of our box. Like he's he's so keen to make a difference. He's tracking back. But I just, I really don't think it's going to work for him at Mill at the moment. And I, I personally think like if Tottenham have a recall clause and I am Tottenham Hotspur and I'm watching him play, I wouldn't be surprised if they did bring him back. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I can see definitely where you're coming from. And I think that's a, probably a, a major thing because obviously do you, do you let him go back and you get the wages and spend it somewhere else? I don't know. I think he's on a, probably a decent wage at Tottenham, isn't he? Um, but I would I would say one thing, that if we can get him going soon, because if you look at uh, last year with Swansea, uh, Rian Brewster, he obviously went to them late January, started got an, made, made an impact early Feb, and he was away for the rest of the season. So we've still got time for Parrot to then sort of, you know, start his season again, really. But we, he needs to do it soon. Um, you can see his work rate is there. He he wants to stay. He wants to be here. I mean, look at the other day what Raul said. Raul, when Raul was asked about the recall, um, he said that Troy said to him he wants to stay at Millwall. He wants to he wants to he wants to get through this, and that shows his that shows his character and his mentality, which is which is obviously really good. If you look at that, he could take the easy option and go back to Spurs. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not working. You know, he could blame everyone else but himself, but he's not. He's he's blaming himself and he wants to get better, which which you yeah, you, you can only respect. Absolutely. It is 14 games, by the way, where he's played for Mill now and not scored a goal. I, I, like I said, I don't doubt his quality. I just, I'm not sure that Mill will play to his style either. I don't think he, you know, if you compare him to Tottenham, which I said in a post-match video I've done today from the YouTube channel, you know, Tottenham obviously is a standard above Mill by all clear, you know, standards. But, you know, he, he's used to playing fast, zip, attacking football, you know, get, taking the touch and then the pace of the game is much quicker. And you watch us play, we don't play with that kind of energy. I saw Bradshaw today looking to show for opportunities and get the ball in the first half in particular. The same with Bennett. And at times, you know, our, our players don't have the capabilities to pick them out and kind of play forward and try and make a real difference in the final third. I, I think a lot of it is maybe he's just, he's in the wrong team. I, I don't know. I personally think he, he might do better at a Norwich or something. We all know that obviously what they're about, you know, played in the Premier League before. Maybe, I just, I think playing for Millwall, especially how we're at the moment, we don't need players like Troy Parrott in the squad that are, you know, unfortunately for us, just are not a perfect match for us, I think, at the moment. No, I was saying the same, actually. Exactly what you've just said. I was saying the same when we were watching the game. I was saying, you know, I think he probably would do well in a Watford or a Norwich or a Bournemouth, you know, because they play a different style of football to us. I think, you know, and, and this isn't a criticism at all, but... The, for example, today that the pitch just isn't suitable to play football on. I well, obviously play football, but like I mean, passing football, you know, and that's that's just due to the heavy rain. That's no one's fault. That's just that's just the heavy rain. But you know, there was we were going to get it relayed, weren't we, before this coronavirus hit, kicked in? So that might have yeah, impacted yeah. the club. I think yeah, that, that was going to work. That would have hopefully worked. But you look at these teams who zip the ball around, and they've got their pitch as a carpet, and and that's why it works. And I think for for what he. You can see he's got quality and you can see his potential. But one one thing that, that, that strikes me about Troy is that you get loads of these players that um they've got they've clearly got uh, potential, they've clearly clearly got quality, but they don't um they don't work hard. Look at for example, we we'll use uh, Fred on your dinner as an example. You know, you could see Fred had potential, you could see Fred had little, you know, glimpses, but he didn't work hard. But Troy does. Troy does work hard. So that's why it gives me a bit more confidence in him. You know, because in a, in a game, even though he might not be doing all that much, he's still working for the team and he's still putting in challenges. He's still winning the ball back. So 
he's not a he's not a total passenger in the game. He's just he's just not doing it as much as I'd like him to going forward. But once that clicks, I reckon it'll click. I hope so. I really do hope I'm proved wrong in it. I'm not writing him off. I'm not writing off his career. I, tr- I personally think he's just not going to do it for us. And I do think that's just my opinion on that one. But I think, you know, I'm hoping I'm proved wrong, like I said. And maybe I'm throwing it into the existence now because then he proves us wrong on Tuesday and he scores, I don't know, f- three goals in that 4 0 win that you told me we might win before we recorded <laughs> today. So, um, yeah, Kai's prediction for the game, by the way, you know, he didn't mean it in that way. But, you know, you you actually made a good point there, you know. I think and this is a serious problem for Gary Rowett the inconsistency of the side. Albeit we made changes today, you know, we got a win against Bournemouth, drew against Bournemouth, lost 3-1 to Nottingham Forest, beat Huddersfield 1-0, come to Bristol City at home and lose 3-0. Like, we're just such an up-and-down team at the moment, ain't we, Kai? Yeah, that's what I was saying, wasn't I? I was saying that, you know, if you look at the if you look at the run we're on, um, you know, we, we we lost to Coventry, we play really well against Bournemouth, we, we, we lose to Forest, we play really well against Huddersfield, we lose, then we lose today. So, you know, if you're looking at that run, we're going to beat Watford on Tuesday, aren't we? But it, it, I don't know. I don't think he'll. I, I think Tuesday game is going to be a really tough game. And if we get if we get three points, that'll be an excellent result. But it's about maintaining results, you know. Mm-hmm. I think today, you know, it's such a disappointing result, but at least it's not in the league. Um, if it was in the league, it'd be a lot worse. Obviously, goal difference. Um, but Tuesday night is a, is a game in hand and it's a chance to, to, to just close the gap on some teams. It's, it's a chance to go above Cardiff, actually. Mm-hmm. Even if we just get a point, so it, it's a chance to to get gain some ground on on the, the top half and and try and turn our season around. I just think we we need a couple of signings, and I think we need to freshen this squad up a little bit because the squad depth isn't there, and that showed today that we just haven't got enough in the squad depth. Who does the blame fall with on that one? Like the inconsistency for you, like we're up and down. It's a hard question to answer. I, I can understand that, but like we we I know we've made changes today, so maybe we can exclude today's game, but. To play Bournemouth, draw 1-1, uh, we didn't make changes, I suppose, for the Nottingham Forest game. And maybe the players were a bit jaded, obviously, playing on the Wednesday before that game. But where does the blame kind of go here at this point? Is it the players not being up for it? I think after Forest, Rowett said that the players in his interview was they weren't up for it and they're not preparing properly for the games. And he said after the Huddersfield game, like, I challenged the players to not be, you know, not lazy, I don't think he said. He just said, you know, the players weren't, like, ready to work, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think today we started well, but... The inconsistency. When, who who takes the butt for that for you? Um, I think you know. I think I think the fans the fans are right. I think Rowett does deserve a bit of criticism. You know, when you're losing games, you, you have to the the it, the tendency is it falls on Gary Rowett, doesn't it? Um, it falls on the manager. And I think you know when you're losing games, that there has to be something there that maybe the manager's not quite doing right. Um, maybe there's something there. I, personally, I think it's it, we just haven't got a strong enough number two. Um, I think you know we've seen since Davidson's left we've mm-hmm. we've gone we've gone the completely different direction that we were going in under, under Davidson and Rowett. and maybe Davidson was that little bit more um, I don't know proactive about his changes and more proactive in the training sessions and maybe Barrett just isn't quite like that and I think that's maybe the problem. Um, but as for who takes the blame, I think we'll look at Bournemouth and then Forest. We played so well in the week against Bournemouth and then we we played so well uh, we played so poorly against Forest and. You don't change. You don't normally change a winning team. I know we didn't win, but we, we don't normally change a team that's done so well in the week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the Forest performance has to go down to the players because they just they they didn't look as you said not up for it. So some of it has to go down to the players. I think obviously today it's a bit harder to to see because of all all the changes. But when the manager remains exactly the same team as the game before that we've just won, I think or or drawn and playing really well, 
I think you have to you have the, the the blame has to lie with the players, but I think the the manager has to take some blame because obviously substitutions in some games haven't been quite right. I think mm-hmm. you know there's there's been examples where you know he's 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 kind of thrown all of the all of the strikers on instead of you know maybe one and maybe brought on a couple others uh, at different times. But I thought he got his substitutions bang on on Wednesday night, as we were saying. Well, in the mm-hmm. Huddersfield game, he brought on four. Um, but so yeah, I think I think you have to blame. The blame has to go to to both parties, I reckon, the players and the and the manager, a bit of both. I realise it's a difficult question to ask you, but I think you handled that one quite well. But like, I think I agree with you, to be honest. I think, you know, it is a culmination of both players and manager, maybe at times, just not performing. And I think, you know, Rowett comes out in the media after Wednesday saying the players aren't preparing for games right and they're not putting into it. I'd argue probably the same thing to Guy Rowett, you know, maybe they're not preparing for games as the same way that, you know, maybe he can do, for example. But yeah, I'll fast forward back to today's game because we have deviated a little bit. But obviously the three goals we conceded today, I think, you know, like I mentioned, first half we was on top. I feel like we probably should have been winning at this point. Unfortunately for us, um, Diadio, how do you say his name? Diadio, the striker for Bristol City. I think. Deji. Deju, I think it's Deju. Could be okay. wrong. Right, well, we'll go with Deju. But yeah, I mean, everyone knows who I'm talking about. He's on the left-hand side of the box uh, for Bristol City. He's picked the ball up. He's played through on goal. He's going wide. There's no, there's no kind of real immediate threat. Frank Fielding decides he wants to go for the ball, um, rushes out to it. And unfortunately for us, he doesn't claim the ball. He, unfortunately, I think he gets a touch on it personally. Yeah, but he does but it doesn't deviate enough in the opposite direction for the referee to not think it's a penalty. And unfortunately for us in that case, it's a penalty, isn't it? And it's unfortunate for Fielding. Yeah, it was more than a, more of a penalty than Wednesday night's penalty, for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought Wednesday night's penalty was really, really soft. Um, so it was definitely more of a penalty than that. Um, but if you look back at it, I think he did get the ball. But the way the strikers go in, the, ball, the, way the, the way the ball's going, it's really hard for the ref not to give a penalty there. However... I do think if that was us, they pretty probably doesn't give a penalty. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I... new message. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. <laughs> oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we set in sail, Captain? <laughs> when you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as a hundred dollars a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. And, you know, I think maybe it might just be the fact that we were so poor, to, we were poor today, but I felt there was a couple of decisions that went against us. I felt that Pierce got a nudge in the, in the back in the box, which is hardly ever given, is it? In the mm-hmm. uh, pools, shirt pools, everything. We've seen that against Swansea away. You don't get many. And um, yeah, so that that and also the beat the the commentator. God, what a nightmare he was. He like he, he loved to remind us about all of our problems, didn't he? I know. I, I actually made a tweet about him because at the end of the game, I was thinking and he was saying some absolute bonkers stuff. That commentator. I think he was left to his own devices. He was a solo commentator, so I don't really envy him if we talk for ninety minutes on his own. But he, he came up with some absolute jargon at one point or another. But unfortunately for us, yeah, obviously I feel it gives the penalty away and. Jeju steps up um, and converts the penalty. Fielding guesses right, and I think it's actually a really well-struck penalty, isn't it? And um, for, unfortunately for Fielding, he can't really amend for his error there, could he? No, and I think I think we were talking about this. I think um, I don't want to say it's harsh on Fielding here, but you know he, he's so close to getting that, and it's really unlucky he probably doesn't get it. I just think you know with Bart, Bart's that slight bit bigger, isn't he, than, than Fielding? He's slightly taller, and I reckon if Bart's involved just because of his size, I reckon he probably gets that. Because Bart's just that slightly big, bit taller. He's probably outstretched glove, probably just about gets that, and it probably goes wide. But you know that's not his fault. You can't you can't choose your size, can you? So that's not his fault. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. Uh, good, yeah. good point, actually. I think you're right there with the size. I think I'd, I've not really considered it, but I have said it in the past about other goalkeepers. So I think I agree with you there. You know, maybe if it's a Wilkowski scenario and he gets his right, he probably saves it. But it was a well-struck penalty nonetheless. So we go down 1-0. Um, we kind of resurge a little bit. I think Bradshaw has a header cleared off the line from a corner, doesn't he? And, you know, we're knocking on the door a little bit more. Half-time comes, no changes. Unfortunately, our second half gets underway and we just really went out of the races from the get-go in the second half, were we? And unfortunately for us, we're unlucky maybe with the penalty, you could say. The second goal is also an unlucky element because it's a free kick from Narky Wells, standing over it. And I think it's Bradshaw, isn't it, in the wall that he kind of goes to head it, but the pace that it's going, he just kind of misjudges completely and it deflects into the back of the net, doesn't it? Yeah, it was. it's one of them ones where you know it's not your day, isn't it? Um, it was. It's, it's a soft goal. It was a soft free kick to give away in the first place, you know. It's definitely a foul, but you, there's no reason Bennett needs to take him out on the edge of the box. There, he's running straight into a crowd of players, um, so that there, there's no need, no need to get to give that away. Um, the free kick, you know, it does the wall. Maybe is the wall not close enough together? I don't know, but you know, it, normally if that hits the guy's head, it normally either goes for a corner or it goes, you know, somewhere else. It doesn't normally go in the back of the net, does it? Especially, especially when you're that way on to the to the free kick. So. Yeah, it's a, it was a, it was really unlucky, and the, the I probably was a bit harsh in my in my um, video. It's probably a bit harsh on the performance today. Looking back at it, maybe the goals were maybe just more slightly lucky than I than I had thought of. But obviously, when you're just after the game and you're so um, passionate about, about it. yeah, and, and the fact that you've lost so well three 0 is another poor scoreline, isn't it? And you probably yeah, you you probably need to sometimes it's the classic old sleep on it thoughts, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I I do think um, yeah, I think it was a poor goal to concede, but free kick to give away in the first place it definitely wasn't a zero free game today I think that's the, the caveat to it I mean you, you kind of get given the result you're given and obviously like you perform the way the result goes sometimes and for us like it was three mistakes or two on uh, okay a mistake from fielding unfortunate from Bradshaw another day he deflects that and it goes and it goes wide or it, he gets behind it and it goes the opposite direction unfortunately for us it went back in the net um Rat rolls the dice. He brings on Matt Smith and Tyler Bury, who I both thought might have started today, but I didn't. Um, and then he took off Parrot and Sahor at that point. Um, both of them not really impressing today, let's be honest. But that's unfortunate on their side. But it's one of those things. Thankfully, it is the cup, like you said there. And then the game kind of goes into a nothingness, I feel like. It's a bit scrappy. I think I mentioned, obviously, Thompson and Leonard today, which is what I want to talk about with you now, Kai. Um, I wanted to see the pairing together and to see what they could offer. I know that they don't have the ball quality that Ryan Woods possesses, for example, and or Sean Williams. But I thought we would see a bit more of a kind of battling display. I think first half we got that, but second half they kind of just got missed out a little bit in the midfield, I felt like. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, Thompson pops in with some great tackles at times. And I think, and then Leonard, I think Leonard's improved massively. And it's the whole point of, it'll be interesting to see whether he can play like he is when the, the full den goes back to, we get we get back fans back in the stadium because he, he's improved massively over the last... Month, month since since really the start of the season and he's been given a chance. I think we probably all write him off, didn't we? Um when when Rowett came in, he obviously had that massive injury. And I think he's been a lot, a lot better um ever since ever since he's sighted again. He's just got that I think Leonard's at his best when he's when he's breaking up play and then when he's running at the defences because I think he he looks dangerous when he's running at the defence. He wins the ball high and then he runs at the defence. He did exactly the same as you know for example last month we played Bristol City um he won the ball high, gives it to Bennett, and Bennett scores, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He does nearly, exa- nearly does exactly the same today, where he where he wins the ball high and he runs a goal and he shoots and it mm-hmm. and it's a good strike actually, and the keeper saves it. But Tomo Tomo does the same. Tomo's winning the ball high, he's working hard, and with them two, you, you get you get a lot of work rate. And 
you know, obviously you don't get the ball player that you get with Woods. And maybe if you had taken one of them out and put Woods in today, maybe you might have got a little bit more of a st- stable performance. But, you know, I can understand him taking him out because he wants to rest him if he's going to start him on Tuesday night. But that goes back to the point of of maybe maybe this, this uh, I don't know whether you've seen in the news, but there's uh, reportedly we're looking at a new signing, aren't we? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and say his name. I think it's Kifton Bold or something. To learn that one. Um, yeah. But, uh, he looks a really good player, and maybe he might just give us a bit more. He looks quality. He looks good on the ball as well as good in challenges. So maybe, maybe he'll give us a, a, a different dimension to what we've already got. Yeah, we spoke about Kittenbold yesterday with our Friday night live show, and I think we said uh, by the looks of it, without seeing a lot of him, obviously we see, you can watch videos online, which can always glorify a player. But the always a telltale sign for me is what the opposition fans that you're buying him from potentially say. And I think that from what I've seen on Twitter and bits online and stuff, I think Birmingham will be quite sad to see him go, which is obviously a good thing for us, hopefully. And he does come in and hopefully make an impression if he does sign. Yeah, so the third goal comes. Um, I don't know who made the mistake at first on the right-hand side, but I think I know it's eventually finds Semenyo, who's racing away. Cooper and Ferguson are trying to get there, but they've got no pace to keep up with him. And he tucks it away past Fielding, and it's all she wrote, really, isn't it, after that? I mean, 3-0 down. Three good chances for Bristol City. They took all three. Mill had a few good chances today. Didn't take any of them. And I feel like that's kind of a, a a good summary of today's game. I feel like, but that third goal in particular, just he just ran away and just with ease, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I think um I think it's probably a bit harsh. Um, I think I don't know. I, I was looking back at it. I've watched it back a couple of times, and I think maybe Fielding might have could have come out a little bit quicker. Uh, but you know, I, I don't think you can blame him too much. There was an incident in the first half where he didn't quite—he didn't come out quick enough, and it was a bit hesitant. And Naki Wells could have easily poked it home. But you know, I th- maybe it was because of that penalty uh, giveaway that maybe his confidence had dropped, and maybe he didn't want to come rushing out like he had done before. So yeah, that's fair enough. But you know, I, I, it was a good finish, though, really good finish. Um, but but what? But the question that Raoul will have to ask is—is is how did he get? How how did he get into that position? Into that position and one on one with the keeper. Exactly. And I think that's what it is, really. You know, the defence was just almost non-existent in that scenario. And obviously he raced away, took his goal well. And um, yeah, like I said, all she wrote, really. I mean, we did get a nice little cameo from a certain Jiri Skalak for the last 15 minutes. Um, I thought he was personally written off, Kai. I, mean, I remember reading, I think it was with Rich Cowley's, one of his articles earlier in the, in the month, or maybe the news like then. And um, Gary Rowett's quoted saying, basically, you know, Skalak's all but done, really. And I was surprised to see him featured today, really. I, I don't know if that could have been a young player that could have come on instead there and been on the bench instead, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I think I was really surprised to even see him on the on the bench. But um, I was hoping we might see Muller on the bench or Tientia or, or mm. something like someone like that. Um, or I, I, my, I, I really like him and I don't, don't know whether you know too much about him, but Abdul Malik um, mm-hmm. re- looks like a really good prospect. And I think he's one of these players that these, these youngsters, you've got to give them a chance. Otherwise they go, you know, like, like Eze. Mm-hmm. You know, we released him this as a, but if you don't give these players a chance, they go to bit, bit bigger and better things and, and you regret it. So I think we've got to give players like that and, and Nana Boating a go. I think really like Nana Boating too. Um, so yeah, I was really surprised to see Skalak on the bench and I was really even more surprised to see him come on, to be honest. Um, I saw it and he's, he's, he's almost, I think he's cut all his hair off, hasn't he? At the back. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was that about, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's, uh, maybe, I don't know, perhaps Rowett's put him in the shop window, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I don't know, maybe that was the situation. Maybe he wants to get rid of him. Boy, well, definitely wants to get rid of him. So maybe he's putting him in the shop window, hopefully hoping that a club will come in for him. Just reminding people that his name's actually there and he's still a player. He can still yeah. can still run around anyway. I don't know about kicking a football, but he can still run around anyway, security scout up. But yeah, I mean, that's it. It brings a close to a poor second half performance. I think, you know, first half was unlucky to be one nil down. Second half, I, I didn't really see much from us, to be honest with you. I think there's a couple of opportunities where Smith kind of put pressure on the goalkeeper when he came on. 
but we huffed and puffed and unfortunately for us that's really all she wrote and yeah I mean I wanted to ask you Kai because I wanted to go through the 11 today that we had and I wanted to ask just a little bit of fun and maybe the viewers listening to this can say the same thing who would you keep and who would you let go out of this lot if it was the end of the season I, I don't expect any of these to go now to be honest I, I would like maybe a couple to move out so that Brown could bring some more players in if we're going to back the manager but I don't see that being a thing but I think, you know, I look through that squad and I'd probably get rid of about seven or eight of them that started today at the end of the season. I'll be, I'll be honest, even if he was in League One next season, I, I don't, I can't see a future for half these players at the club anymore. So um, I'll ask you what you think. Um, we'll go through it. Frank Fielding, I, I personally don't think he he would be here next season. I think good backup, but, you know, I think aside from that, we've not really seen enough from him that, you know, suggests he will stick around after his deal this year, I don't think. No, I don't think it'll be the fact that we we want to get rid of him. I think he'll probably go. I think he'll probably be first-team football. I think he, he's at an age now where he needs to get that football. Otherwise, he's not going to get it. So, yeah, I think he probably won't be here next year either. I look at the defence. I see Shane Ferguson. I see a reliable head, someone that you can call upon in all scenarios. But, again, another one that I don't think will be here beyond this summer. I don't. I think he'll be another one that looks to move on. Pastor's new. There's a lot of dead wood here. I'm going to go through him quickly. Ferguson, Alex Pierce. I think he's a yard off the pace. Um, the same with, you know, the likes of Bradshaw even. I mean, he signed a new deal. He looks keen and hungry, but I, I don't think... If we're going to go forward and we're going to stay up in the championship this year, Kai, I don't think these sort of players... Troy Parrott, I mean, he's like we spoke about already... I mean, even Romeo, who you've already said about, you know, today he's not really took his chance, you know, and he's kind of highlighted his, his quality about him. But, I mean, you look through that side, mate, and I don't see a lot there. I mean, Shea Ferguson in particular and Alex Pierce. what's your take on them two, for example? Yeah, I think I think Piercey um, was really good last year and he just hasn't hasn't been able to keep up this year, you know. Um, I just think he, he, he takes a while to get into the game, but I, I don't think he'll go altogether. I reckon he'll probably go into the coaching team or go into the back room or some, do something like that, like Williams will. Um, and who is the other one? Um, Fergie. Shea Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, Ferguson. Um, I, I like Ferguson. I think he's a really reliable player, but I just can't see him being here either. I, I thought I potentially thought he might leave in this window, actually, to, I don't know, someone, a lower league, League One or something like that. And I, I don't see him being, and one of the other ones that I fear fear going as well. And I, I really wouldn't, I don't want to see him go at all. But from what Rowett's playing him at the moment, I know he got a game on Wednesday, but I can I could see Rowett getting rid of Thompson as well. And and that's I, that's one I think all Millwall fans we don't want that to happen because we love Thompson, don't we? But mm-hmm. I, I can see, you know, there's clear it's clear that Rowett doesn't doesn't rate him, unfortunately. And and I would personally I wouldn't get rid of him, but um, it looks like Rowett might. He also said in the week, uh, right after the Huddersfield game, you know, Thompson is a player that deserves more games, but, you know, he can't get them sometimes. And I think that is a kind of a telltale sign, especially when the form has been dipping and there's been opportunities there you could say to change team up. The last thing he's done is touch Ryan Woods or Ryan Leonard in games and when they've been playing midfield together. So maybe Leonard playing in defence could free up uh, Thompson to play in that position. But then again, we're linked with a couple of midfielders, Adam Campbell from Motherwell and also, um, what's his name again? Keithton Bold, I think his Keithton name is. Bold. I'm letting you say it instead. I know who you're woman about, but last night I just kept playing it in and just trying to get it in my head to try and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a nickname for like Keith or something. Yeah, maybe Keith will probably be a suitable name. That's a good yeah. one, actually. I like that. Or we just call him Dutchman. I don't know. Something along those lines. He's uh, yeah. yeah, under 21 international, he was. I've read somewhere. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I should look at that side. I mean, Kenta Hall, I don't see staying beyond this season. Same with Troy Parrott. I wouldn't extend his loan, even if we've got the option to, based on current form, let's be honest. Um, and yeah, I mean, I see it. I think, you know, 
I think now that we've got the cup out of the way, I suppose, you know, we, like I said, we really need to nail down the start 11 that Gary Ray likes, I think. And if he wants to sign a couple of players in, he's got another week to do it. And from that to the end of the season, he's got to trust these 11 and hopefully they can all stay fit and hopefully get over the line and stay up this year at the least. Yeah, I think he I think he will sign players. I think I saw, a, a, I think it was a news at Den actually, there was a comment, um, I can't remember who was interviewing, but there was a journalist interviewing, I think he might have been Alice, Alex Grace or someone like that. Uh, they interviewed at Rowett and, and Rowett said um, something like, I gave a play. They gave the players a chance today, um, and they didn't take it. We need to freshen up, or something, something like that. So, which suggests he's going to go. He's going to go back into the market this week, and hopefully, or get a few. I, I even if we did, if we sign this Crewton Bowl like he's being reported, I, I still think we needed a creative midfielder and attacking midfielder, mm-hmm. and then possibly I think we need a centre back, and I might even tempted to to look at a winger. It's crazy, but I'm also going to say I think we need a striker. I know that sounds really crazy to say, right? We've got about six strikers in the squad. Yeah. But I think I want half of them gone, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. Kenzo Hall's here, don't get me wrong. Maybe Bradshaw could stay. But then you look at the rest of the strikers we've got. Bod Fartson, like, I'm not convinced. I think he'll... The problem is I don't think we can move these players on. I think this is it. I think no one wants them. No, eight hundred and fifty grand for Bob Barson, wasn't it? Allegedly from from Reading uh, on a two year, one year deal, plus not another option. Apparently, I think it is something like that. Um, that's a Neil Harris signing, isn't it? Um, yeah. And that's the problem. Rao has been dumped with these players that probably doesn't really want. I mean, I, I think there's a case for Smith starting more. You know, when he gets his chance, he does score. I mean, today he had three good shot opportunities in score one, but I think Smith does score goals. Um, I think he does get chances. He does take, put them away generally. I just don't think he suits Rowett's football, Rowett's style of football, and maybe, and that's why Rowett doesn't play him very much. So, I think Rowett's sort of football is probably probably is Zahor and Parrot, to be honest. But they're just not they're not clicking. And once they do, maybe we'll be more inclined to try and keep him next year if we can. I'm not sure. I look at Smith and I think you know I see him at Fulham in the past at Leeds, at Bristol City, funnily enough, when he's on loan there for a little bit. And he he was involved in the games heavily, and I think he, he obviously is still. A solid player, but I think he he's getting to an age now similar to Pierce, maybe where you know he was a slow player at best before because obviously his threat is in the air. But I think he's also just lost that extra yard he maybe had before in the first place. And I think he's probably a player that would go to League One, League Two, and score twenty goals mm-hmm. in a season. I think maybe just it's it's towards the end of his championship career, perhaps now for Mill and for Matt Smith in that sense. So. Maybe I'm I'm just speculating a bit more and talking to fill some time, to be honest with you. But I think we've come to a natural close here, Kai. I want to get your thoughts ahead of Tuesday. We know it's going to be a hard game against Watford. They've picked up form. They've won their last three games. And, um, you know, they look like a team that, you know, under their new manager, they've had a kind of rocky start. But they're kicking on a bit now, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, this The new manager, um, is he looks like a good fit for them. It looks like a really good fit. Um, they, they've just seemed to, to up it a little bit and, and play better with what they've got because they've got an excellent squad that squad's not a championship squad it's the same as Norwich it's the same as Bournemouth they're, they're a class above aren't they um, one thing I am gutted about I don't know whether you ever watched it or not but have you ever watched Ben Foster's cycling GK I have partaken in that I'm gutted he's injured because I would I would love for him he's driving <laughs> to go and we score I'd love that but <laughs> unfortunately so that's probably not going to happen uh, I'd just love to see us win and him be on goal for it but yeah but um, you know they've got they've got even though he's not playing they've still got another good keeper in goal. Um, you know Deeney always seems to hurt us, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, they Ismail Assar. He's got bags of pace, so you'd expect a five at the back with Malone at left back, probably or left wing back to I'm try and deal sure. with that pace. Uh, but the question is, do you play then at a centre back or you know I don't know. You never know. We're we're after a centre back, aren't we? Unless we get one on Monday before Tuesday, I guess it'll have to be Lennon, won't it? 
Yeah, I think he will be. I think he'll probably revert back to the team that played on Wednesday. Maybe Thompson misses out, maybe. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think ahead. But um, I think, yeah, I reckon he'll play a similar team to Wednesday. Even if you look at Watford's midfield, Tom Cleverley, Will Hughes, Chaloba, you know, like these are like proper Premier League names, really, that have been in and around it for a little while. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough ask. But I think if we go revert back to the team we played on Wednesday, I'm sure we'll give him a good game. And hopefully... We can get a hard worker performance out of the team and hopefully that could take us a bit closer to the result we're after. But um, Kai, mm. thanks as always for um, coming on today at Millfan TV, obviously on YouTube and you and obviously all that good stuff. I think people that listen to our podcast are familiar with your voice, ain't they, by now? So, <laughs> I But I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I think you've got a little quiz to go to, haven't you? So I'll let you go yeah. now. But um, that's us today anyway. So check us out online at that Mill Podcast uh, on Twitter. And obviously check us out across other socials, Facebook, Instagram. We're available um, three or four times a week at the moment. So if you want to leave us a five-star review, it'd be greatly appreciated on your podcasting app. And without further ado, we'll leave you be. So see you guys on Wednesday for a review of the Watford game. And um, come on, more on. Talk to Bambi. So one of our employees just reported sexual harassment, and I don't even have a policy on how to deal with this. What do I do? Talk to Bambi. One of our people never shows up when they're supposed to. What are my options? Talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers can easily cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Start your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Visit Bambi.com slash assistant right now. Spelled BAM, B-E-E dot com slash assistant. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.